All right, welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Cast Conversations. Today, it is just me alone here, no Jeremy, but we do have a guest, Anne Marie. Thank you, thank you so much for coming on. Well, uh, glad thank you glad so you could far. join me. No, no, you're fine. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Well, hey there, hi there, ho there. Thank you so much for having me on. <laughs> and so it's kind of interesting. Anne-Marie is actually classmates with Jesse, correct? I am. I am. So we awesome. have been classmates for, gosh, almost four years now. It's crazy how fast it flies by. Very cool. Very cool. So did you, did you listen to the podcast before you had met Jesse? Or? I actually I actually hadn't and we were doing a class project and Mm -hmm. we were working on material actually for either a company that we had worked for or a like a hypothetical company. And Mm -hmm. when it was Jesse's turn, we were, I was reviewing hers and I was like, Oh my gosh, this is awesome. You, you do something with a Disney podcast. And I listened to a couple of other Disney podcasts, but I just hadn't heard of cast Mm -hmm. conversations and I, I just think it's it was such a cool idea, and then we got to talking about Disney, and then uh, the rest was history. Oh, very cool, very cool. Well, again, happy to have you on, and always love meeting new or former cast members. It's awesome. Yeah, likewise. Um, so kind of jumping into where you started with the Disney company. Uh, so, what year did you do your program? So I was part of the ill-fated. Uh, very memorable spring 2020 uh, Disney College program. So I my arrival date was in late January, and we were there obviously until about mid March. Mm, yeah, that is that is, that is a bummer. <laughs> didn't so you didn't? Well, I'm sure you probably wanted to go back, but weren't able to go back. I guess. So I had actually applied and gotten into the program over the summer, mm-hmm. but I had this kind of crappy dilemma of. I'm able to graduate in December and my arrival dates were, it was like end of August to end of February. And so it would push me back a year. And as much as I love Disney and as much as I cannot wait to get back to creating that magic, I just, I figured I would probably need to finish out my studies first. Yeah. That's, that's always a tough decision of, yeah, I really, really need to finish up school here. So (laughs) Disney will have to wait, I guess. Absolutely. Yeah, that that yeah, that is the unfortunate part. But so you do hope to go back in the future? Oh, absolutely. The I was only there really for about seven weeks, uh, making that magic. But where I worked at the Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique, we had a pretty quick training process. It was tough, Mm -hmm. um, or it was just a lot of information at once. But they really prepared us and. By day two, we were out on the floor. We were taking princesses. Obviously, we had our other fairy godmother in training uh, there to help us. But in that seven weeks, it truly felt like that a thousand years that we needed yeah, to yeah. go from a fairy godmother in training to a fairy godmother. I I believe it. And that, <laughs> that is definitely one of those jobs that takes a lot of training. And there's some jobs that I, I think Jeremy, he's currently doing quick service food and beverage at Epcot. I think he said his training for that was only two days. Wow. And so, yeah, it really varies on jobs. But I know PhotoPass has also a very long uh, training program as well. So, 
stare yeah. at it for like a month. And, and I remember we had a lot of photo pass in the boutique because of all, the, all of our princesses yeah. were getting mm -hmm. their pictures taken. And so we, uh, we were really tight with them and talking about that process, they were like, Oh my goodness. It was, it was just, uh, there, there was just so much to it. So it was, right. it was interesting yeah. to learn about. So getting into your job, Bippity Boppity Boutique, like you said, and like the title of the episode says, um, were you excited for that role or were, were you wanting something else? Excited is the understatement <laughs> of the century. <laughs> so when I got that role, oh my gosh. I mean, I have goosebumps just thinking about it right now. I have wanted that role since I was probably 15. Now, a little backstory. My sister did the college program in okay. 2010 and her arrival date coincidentally was 10 years to the day before. So she arrived like January 26th, 2020, or sorry, 2010. And I was there mm -hmm. 10 years later. And when I had applied, I had this Google doc <laughs> of interview notes that I had been compiling since like high school and everything that I've learned just from all the YouTube uh, DCPers mm -hmm. talking about how they kind of got the role they wanted. It was just really selling yourself in your interview. And during my interview, I was asked a lot of questions about different roles, of course. And, and I asked my interviewer, I was like, you know, I, I don't mean to interrupt, but I'm really interested in the Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique. Mm -hmm. you know, can you tell me a little bit more about it? And I really advocated for myself in that interview. And I got off the interview and I was excited, but I had this feeling that I just bombed it. <laughs> I don't know what it was. And I was, I was scouring the Facebook pages and, and people were starting to get accepted for it. Mm -hmm. And their interview dates were after mine, but they were getting accepted. Oh, no. And I was like, no, I'm not going <laughs> to get the boutique. And I had waited for, I had been declined from the program twice before. Um, I, I hadn't even gotten an interview. It was just, I didn't even get a web-based interview. Mm -hmm. um, so I just was in uh, the AR application received for okay. yeah. two times. And so it's like, I had had my phone interview. I'm waiting, I'm waiting. And on September 10th, so this was like two weeks after my interview, I am walking from class to another class mm -hmm. and I open up uh, my email. I see that. Congratulations. I stop everything. I call my dad. I'm like, I just got accepted for the Disney college program. He's like, well, what's your role? And I'm like, I don't even know. <laughs> so I pull up the email and I saw that Bibbidi Bobby boutique and pirates league, of course, you know, pirates mm -hmm. league um, had announced that it was ending, but Oh my gosh. I just was so floored. The class that I went to afterwards, I think I took a bathroom break like 10 minutes in and just like <laughs> never went back because I was so excited, but I was um, yeah. really, really pumped to get the position that I got. I would have been happy with anything. Um, I think that it's, for me, it was just about making magic for guests. Mm -hmm. uh, but when I got the thing that I had just really uh, been so excited for, it, it was, it was the best feeling ever. Yeah, it's a, it's always it's always a great feeling, and you always know where you are, or you always remember where you were when you got that email. And there was actually a time after my college program, I was sitting next to a girl in one of my classes, and I had seen her like pull up her email, and she, I, I I just peeked over and saw that she got the congratulations email. So I'd like lean over, I'd be like, "Sorry, I saw that on your computer, but that's that's awesome." and very exciting and she was just like i'm so excited oh <laughs> yeah she, she was freaking out and like 
the whole rest of the class she was just texting all of her friends and everything it was it was pretty funny but yeah oh yeah it truly is when you when you talk about like the feeling it is it's just it's magical and it's you know for a lot of people who have been wanting to do, do the college program since they were little it just is that moment you've been waiting for your whole life yeah did so. so did you ever do or go to bippity boppy boutique when you were younger I did, and I have a really embarrassing picture of myself when I was like eight at the boutique. I got I got the hairstyle. Like I didn't get one of like the cute little little dainty buns. I got the mm-hmm. one with like the big old kind of rat's nest that they don't have okay. it anymore. And oh my gosh, my family was pulling out that picture when I announced that I had gotten into the college program. They're like, Amory, you remember this? And I'm like, sadly I do. But it, it was so cute. And I, I just remember the experience that I had. Now when I did my transformation. I went to the Magic Kingdom and that was just so Mm -hmm. cool. And I remember I was eight years old and walking around the Magic Kingdom that day and and just cast members being like, hello, princess. I just felt like I was hot stuff. And it was, (laughs) you know, having that experience as a kid and having that stick with me Mm -hmm. and then knowing that I'm in the position where I'm giving that to another princess or another knight or whoever we have in the boutique, it was... It made every single day at the boutique uh, feel like I was on vacation too. Did you go all out and get dressed and everything, or mainly? Oh, the, uh, oh when I did it, yeah, yeah when you did I it. got <laughs> I got a big old. Uh, actually, I got the Ariel okay. bride dress, which is funny mm. because my favorite princess has always been Snow White, but <laughs> I wanted to be like my own princess, so I had the like wedding dress from um little mermaid <laughs> okay yeah that's yeah. <laughs> that's a cool one yeah i like that yeah, that's unique too oh yeah since you worked there what was the most common um Ooh. princess dress that people would get I, I, w- I would say cinderella would be my guess but i don't know so i would say okay well elsa took the cake mm, by far okay yeah and but but of, of the, the classic princesses kind of before uh, Anna and Elsa, because I feel like Frozen is just its, its own thing. We had a Frozen mm-hmm. package. So oh, we had, okay. it, I mean, Frozen was its own thing. But for some of the other princess packages we had, um, I would say Ariel and Belle. A lot of Ariel and Belle. Hmm. But we, we barely had any Snow Whites. And that was like, oh. <laughs> I feel I feel like it's she's almost to the point where like since her movie was so, the, so, so old, mm-hmm. it's uh, the the newer generation just don't they don't see that movie anymore. And honestly, it's kind of creepy. It's a little it's a creepy movie in a way. Yeah. Rewatching it. It's kind of like, wow, that witch is. How did I watch this when I was three? But... <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I actually just watched it a month or two ago because I was like, man, I haven't seen that in so long. And. I honestly don't remember the full story of it. So yeah, I always need a refresher. There's that whole like kind of psychedelic scene where mm-hmm. she's she's running through the woods and it it <laughs> I question uh yeah. what the animators were up to. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's 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 an interesting one, that's for sure. But mm-hmm. but all nostalgic, that's for sure. <laughs> um so at your job, one of the toughest things I feel like other fairy godmothers have said they usually have to do is the checking for lice part like just Mm -hmm. because trying to do it without making it seem like that's what you're doing did you find that challenging 
So as much as I can kind of speak on this, Mm -hmm. um, I will say we were able to work with our guests. So if something happened and we did find an instance of that, um, we, we kind of had a protocol in place and we always made sure that whatever happened, uh, we wanted to make the guest happy. So mm-hmm. whether that means, hey, if you guys can come in later on your vacation, if it's after you know a certain period of time, um, when they know that that's able to not be a problem, mm-hmm. um, or we can you know do other things that just don't involve the hair. But right. uh, you know, we had our our ways of making sure that the guest was really satisfied because it's all about the princess at the end of the day. And that's something Mm -hmm. that's kind of out of their control, which, which is tough, but um, luckily we were equipped with really great uh, coordinators and leaders who uh, were really able to kind of steer us and where we were going. But I, I, luckily I never experienced anything like that, but just from the stories that I've heard from Mm -hmm. other fairy godmothers who were kind of saying, you know, here's, here's a situation that I had and here's what we were able to do for the guest. Um, yeah, it gives me hope. So, so even if a princess comes in and something like that happens, um, you know, we always work our little bit of magic. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, I feel, I feel like that wouldn't be too common of an occurrence that that mm-hmm. would happen. So yeah. And, and that would, that would just be, it'd be frustrating for everybody involved. It's like, Oh, like, yeah. Can't yeah. do what you were wanting to here today, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's good that you're still able to do other stuff absolutely yeah is there so and i know other roles you kind of you're able to either give away free stuff as a magical moment is there any special thing that would happen at bippity boppity boutique that's kind of a magic moment Hmm. so ours was a little bit more tricky because, because the whole thing is like a magic moment yeah let's be honest yeah. so <laughs> yeah, yeah absolutely so ours from from my standpoint as um i you know i was a hair fairy and, and mm. the hair fairies do only the the hair and makeup and nails we also do the checking in then we have our merchandise fairies who are in are in charge of the merchandise side of things so mm-hmm. i don't know if they had any more more um leeway specifically because we just didn't have any crossover with them yeah now i had a magical moment while i was pixie dusting so i was out Mm -hmm. at um i was out at uh, world of disney and i was just talking to guests about the bibbidi bobbidi boutique and just um let them know that we were right around the corner and we were super excited to help turn princesses into you their own princess and Mm -hmm. i have this was probably the story that will stick with me forever. Yeah. I feel like everyone has that Disney magical moment story. And this was that. And it was a little girl and, you know, I'm standing in world Disney. I'm in my costume and there's this dad that comes up to me and I'm standing in the princess section because, you know, princesses (laughs) and the dad's like, Hey, I'm looking for a dress for my daughter. And you know, she's five, but she needs a size like 11 or 12 just because she can't quite fit into, you know, the, the five-year-old dresses. And mm-hmm. this little girl is kind of standing behind there. And the dad is just, just really wants to have his daughter have this magical experience. But I think kind of in the back of her mind, the, the little girl just kind of is feeling kind of bummed because she just wants to fit into a princess dress, just like mm-hmm. every other, uh, every other little girl. 
And I was like, well, let me see what we can do. Um, I'm actually, I, I'm actually from the Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique and I flew over here to, um, to, to see if I could help. And we actually are able to do princess transformations. And I was like, did you, did you actually know about that? We can do hair, makeup and nails. He was like, no, tell me more. <laughs> and so I was telling them about the boutique and some of the services that we offered. And I said, you know, I, I, I am very close with fairy godmother personally. And I know that she's able to really make dreams, dreams come true. So, so we're going to be able to find a dress for uh, your princess. And there was a little package that we had that was a t-shirt in a, in a like a cute little like stretchier, like skirt. Mm -hmm. And the dad was like, Oh, Oh, we can do this package because you know, she can, you know, fit into this one. And it was kind of spinning it to say, well, this is the, this is a really good idea because instead of being Elsa or being Cinderella, you know, princess, you can be your very own princess and you can have mm -hmm. your very own t-shirt and your tutu that, that, you know, not everyone's going to have. And you can wear this to school if you want to, you can wear this to the grocery store, you can wear it wherever you want to, and you can be your very own princess. And she was like, oh my gosh, I would love that. And the dad was super excited and she was just super excited. And it kind of was one of those moments that started out as kind of a frantic mm -hmm. negative. I really want to find something that, that'll fit my daughter and make her happy to, oh my gosh, we have this plan. So I ended up uh, leaving work and I came in the next day and um, a leader came up to me and she was like, did you, did you send in this princess? Um, you know, over from World Disney, I was like, yes, I did. Do you have a story for me? She was like, <laughs> oh boy, do we? And oh my gosh, just telling this, I have goosebumps. <laughs> um, the dad and the daughter came in and it was close to the end of our day. And so when that happens, there's not as many princesses in the salon. Mm -hmm. Our fairy godmothers are really able to give all of their attention to the princesses that we do have in the chairs. And so she came in, um, this little girl, and she had she actually did the tutu and she did the t-shirt and she came in and dad was like so excited to see his little girl <laughs> and she sat in the chair and my friend amanda was her fairy godmother and my friend amanda she said you know princess you're so beautiful and she goes well girl goes i am <laughs> and it was like oh Aww. gosh i mean it was just teary teary-eyed and so they did this whole transformation and the little girl was just so confident in herself and just looked beautiful, felt beautiful. And they had to bring dad a big box of tissues because he was just <laughs> bawling his eyes out. And it was, it was knowing that I was able to kind of bring them in to have that experience and to turn that potentially ne negative experience into a really positive one. And to know that that's going to be something that they're both never going to be able to forget. Just, uh, it, it, it goes to show how magical those moments are at Disney. So that was my way of really making magic. Uh, yeah. And wow. it was just in those little ordinary moments, really just making sure it's all about the princess because that's, that's what makes it all count. Yeah. That's, that's amazing. That's, that's an awesome story. Thank you for sharing that. That's <laughs> yeah. That's, that's so cool. And very, very emotionally touching for sure. Oh, yeah. oh man. Well, going to take a quick break from that. Um, Going to jump to our sponsors, give you a second, go grab a box of tissues from that story. Um, but we will be right back, so stick around. Hello, everyone. Phil here from Cast Conversations. 
I know we got some coffee drinkers out there, some coffee lovers. I myself always have a cup of coffee every morning. I'm usually an iced fan myself. But no matter what kind of coffee you drink, you might want to try out Expedition Roasters. They are the creators of theme coffee. And I mean, why just have normal coffee when you can have theme coffee, am I right? So by combining a love of premium roasted coffee along with art and a story, uh, it's more than just a cup of coffee and there's always an adventure with every bag that you get. With art created by Disney and other fine artists, each bag is also a collectible itself. So not just a cup of coffee in the morning, but also kind of a little little artwork for you. And then also, if you want 15% off your order, make sure to use Cast15. Again, check out Expedition Roasters, and then make sure to use your Cast15 for a 15% discount on your order. And remember, brew your happy place. All right, welcome back, everyone. Thanks for sticking around. We're going to continue discussing uh, Anne Marie's time at Disney and Bippity Boppity Boutique. So, did you get the opportunity to work in Magic Kingdom at all? Oh my gosh, that is one of the biggest were, regrets of my program. Yeah, you're and you're you're a shorter time as well, yeah. so that, that's tough. I would have loved to, and there were a couple of girls who I worked with who were able to. Uh, float over to the magic kingdom and, and work over there. And all of them just had such an awesome time. And I wish I did. It was one of those things where I thought I had so much more time. And mm-hmm. then all of a sudden it was, it was just like rock and roller coaster, like zero to 60 in 2.8 seconds. And then we were headed home. So oh man, uh, it was a bummer, but I would have loved to. Do most uh, CPs, do you think get stationed at, Disney Springs, just because um, I knew several people when I was there that worked at Bifty Boppity Boutique, but they were their home location was Disney Springs, and that and that just seems like a common occurrence amongst CPs. Yeah, so we I believe we had more CPs at Disney Springs than mm-hmm. at the castle, and so Cinderella's Castle is obviously Cinderella's Castle, but when you step inside Disney Springs, your uh, our our boutique, we are transporting uh, our guests into Cinderella's cottage, which is really exciting. And Mm -hmm. the vibe at the castle versus the vibe at the cottage, uh, just, I I mean, I I had only gone to the castle as a guest and through um, talking with other fairy godmothers. So I think the vibe at Disney Springs was a little bit uh, less, I I guess, intense because Cinderella's castle, it's like, oh my gosh, Cinderella's cottage was kind of nice. It was a little more laid back. Mm -hmm. And I don't think we were as busy as um, the Magic Kingdom in terms of a a lot of people will come in the morning and have their princesses. Yeah, of course, you want to look like a princess in in your day at Magic Kingdom and go to Cinderella's royal table. Um, So a lot of the guests that we would have at Disney Springs were actually just people coming to Springs for the day and not necessarily going to a park. Mm-hmm. Um, so so it was a little bit different as far as the guests that we had there and then just having cps there it was um definitely had more cps there i believe than versus having a lot of full-time staff and part-time mm-hmm. staff at um um making their magic in the kingdom yeah uh, yeah that makes sense and i can easily see it being a lot more intense at magic kingdom just because i mean you're in the park for one yeah. and your guests are a little more high strung at the park. I, I feel like just wanting the day to go smooth and 
wanting the kids to have the best day they can and a little stressful, but yeah, yeah. I, I can imagine it being a little different. Yeah, for sure. And it, it was nice coming to it, to Disney Springs because it was so close to where I, I lived. I lived in Vista way. Oh yeah. And so, okay. uh, you know, commuting, flying over to uh, <laughs> Disney Springs was a little bit easier than, than uh, going all the way to magic kingdom. So it, it was, it was nice. Um, yeah. Where is cast parking for Disney Springs? I've never even noticed. We actually park in uh, grapefruit or that's where I parked. Oh, really? So just so in our garage. You just cannot park in lime or orange because, because mm. those are so close to the Springs. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously Disney doesn't want their guests having to, to trek as far as cast members uh, sure. to get into Springs. So we parked at um, grapefruit and, uh, and then I would, I would walk into my location and walk backstage and, and do all that fun stuff. Mm-hmm. But it was, it was kind of funny because we were able to come in costume. And so kind of, it's from the moment you really get out of your car, you're, you're in, you're, you're fairy godmother in training. So yeah. you would see guests. I mean, you'd, I'd be walking out of work. I'd be walking into work and, and you'd see a guest and be like, hello princess. Like, let's see, let's, <laughs> let's see a curtsy or a twirl. And it's weird going back to Disney Springs, like not as a fairy godmother in training mm-hmm. anymore. You know, I've already earned my wings. Um, but I, 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 you know, if I, if I say, hey, princess, let's see mm-hmm. a twirl, it, it might be a little bit creepy. <laughs> right. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> I, I, I get that, too, because when I, uh, I, I would also pick up um, pack shifts for Happily Ever After and doing that, you can pretty much talk to anyone and, and nobody's going to think it's weird if a cast member's talking to them or anything. But like when you go back as just a guest or something, you can't just go up and talk to anyone like you can as a cast member. And it, it, it is kind of a strange feeling when you're used to being able to just be like, oh, how's your day? How's your guys day going at the park and stuff like that? But so yeah. <laughs> I'll go to the parks with my boyfriend or I'll go with friends and mm-hmm. And so, I mean, I grew up going with my family. That was, that was our big thing. It just, our, my memories are going to Disney. My mom and my little brother would go back to the hotel. My dad would take my sisters and I, and we'd go like ride Tower of Terror and Rock and Roller Coaster on repeat. So yeah. I, I was used to being like in line and like talking to people <laughs> and, and just being like little um, extrovert from, from the time I was like super itty bitty. But I'll go now with friends or, you know, my boyfriend and I'll be like talking to people in the line and, <laughs> and doing this. And sometimes I get like some sideways glances and like, they're like, Emery, like, stop talking. Why, why are you talking to these people? And I'm like, it's in my nature. So it's definitely weird going from guest to cast member where like when you're a cast member, you can really talk to anyone. And mm-hmm. even though I was doing it before I was ever a cast member, but kind of being like, kind of demoted back down to guests <laughs> kind of like dang i can't yeah i, can't I know just, right yeah. yeah and i and i always loved getting asked questions just randomly like that was my favorite part about the pack shifts is just i'd have a would have a line of guests waiting to ask me a question and i loved it it was oh, yeah. it was great um but yeah i mean not everybody wants that but like like my regular location was the miniature golf locations and the yeah the full-time and part-time mm-hmm. cast members that work there are like, why do you pick up so many pack shifts? You're crazy. And the, I'm like, no, it's so much fun. And, so but fun. yeah. Well, I feel like that was, that was 
the most fun was just like the guest interaction mm. was unparalleled. Right. Exactly. And yeah, it's, it's not, you can't explain it in words, the, uh, the emotion that you, you get from it. Mm-hmm. But um, so other than your job, did you, you get to hang out in the parks a lot? I'm sure. So I actually had a bit of a unique predicament because okay. so my three roommates at uh, Vista Way, their jobs kind of all started when I was getting off of work. So mm-hmm. the times they were going in, I mean, I had one of my roommates worked at the Skyliner, which is actually where my, uh, my best okay. friend is full time. Shout out to Morgan. <laughs> um, <laughs> and um, so my one roommate was Skyliner. She usually had those later shifts and my other roommate was uh, at the Emporium. So she obviously was, was there real late. And mm-hmm. my third roommate, she worked at, um, Art of Animation and Quick Service Food and Beverage. And so they always kind of had those late shifts. Mm-hmm. And, and the Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique is only open from like 8 a.m. to like 7 p.m. Okay. So times I'm set to work, when I originally was coming onto the program, I was like, great, I know exactly when I'm going to be working. You know, I'll be out before, you know, eight o'clock every night. It'll be great. Mm-hmm. And it, it was great, but it was hard because I didn't have as much time to go to the parks. And on my days off, it would be budgeting. Okay, do I want to go to the parks or do I probably need to go do groceries and and (laughs) do my laundry and and get caught up on that stuff? So it was actually a little trickier going to the parks, working at the boutique, because when I got off, it was either the park was closing in two hours or I was just Mm -hmm. really tired. Or if I had a later shift in the day, it was kind of like, I felt like I'd be risking it if I was going to the parks before going to work because, you know, I like to not have too many things on my schedule mm-hmm. no I, I i get that because i my shifts were usually 3 30 to midnight yeah. um so i mean there were often times i i would try to go beforehand just because i didn't, my shift didn't start till 3 30 so i could show up at eight and leave around noon or so yeah um but yeah no i i, I get that, that means there was there was a stressful moment one time when i was at epcot and I came out and totally forgot where I parked. And I was like walking all around and I was like, I need to get to work. And I was, I was stressing a little bit, but luckily I was able to go over to a cast member and be like, Hey, I got here at this time. Where, where yes. might I be parked? And she was like, Oh, you'd be right over there. And I was like, thank you That's, so it's much. It's crazy how the parking works too. I, I've mm-hmm. got to say I had, when I when I was a guest um before I was even like a cast member before and I I go to school in St. Augustine Florida so mm-hmm. I, I do day trips to the park all the time I did it freshman year I did it you know before my program yeah and but before that it was when I was going on vacation and we'd always stay on property so I never ever parked at the uh at the parks I would mm-hmm. just take the bus right but like the first time that I had gone with friends like freshman year and it was like, you know, create 44. You guys are create 44. Go hop on this tram. <laughs> All of you guys are create 44. And um, I was like, oh, my gosh, they really have this down to a science. <laughs> yeah, it's it's crazy. It, um, and there's been a few parking cast members we've had on the show. And they always have some pretty interesting stories about just their day-to-day jobs. It's, oh. it's interesting. But, yeah. yeah. Um, so... If you had to pick a favorite park to hang out at, go to, which one would you choose? 
Oh man, this is actually an easy one for me because it's been my favorite park uh, for a very long time. And that's Disney's Hollywood Studios. I cannot explain it, but whenever I go into that park, uh, it's, it's the music, it's the atmosphere, it's Rock and Roller Coaster and uh, Tower of Terror. I'm just like skipping into the park. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, I, I love that park. And when I'm here at my house and actually in my family's house in North Carolina, pretty much the only music we ever have playing in our house. We'll go onto YouTube and we'll do the cue music for Tower of Terror. Oh my gosh. That's, so, yeah. that's an interesting one to play. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I feel like it's kind of common for uh, as far as cast members saying that Hollywood Studios is their go-to park to kind of just go enjoy the park at. It's, it's kind of yeah. interesting. Um, but yeah, that's very cool. Very cool. All right, mm-hmm. kind of wrapping up here, we're going to go into our regular or traditional Disney questions. Yes. Um, starting off with your favorite or top three Disney movies. Top three Disney movies. All right. I'm going to say Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, of course, mm-hmm. uh, 101 Dalmatians, and Monsters Inc. Got to talk about it real <laughs> quick. Uh, Cruella, did you see the new? Cruella. I did see Emma Cruella Stone. and I have some thoughts. You're not a fan of it? I'm not. I'm okay. I, I felt like, oh, the guy who played um, Horace was awesome. He like, yeah, he, he really nailed good. that character. Mm-hmm. Just, it was the timeline of things that I'm such a stickler about movies being kind of like, like I, I remakes are kind of hard for me to get on mm-hmm. board with. And I thought the music was great. It was super fun. But the first movie happened in like the 60s and then for it to like <laughs> flash forward but be back in time in the 70s, it was kind of... it. Okay, I get, I get that. Distracting for me. Mm-hmm. But I love the music and um, there were definitely some highlights in it. I thought, I thought Emma Stone did a really good job as well um, playing, playing that part. And one thing I did like about it is how well the um, characters from Cruella flowed into the actual 101 Dalmatians. Like, um, like it kind of showed how Cruella and Anita Darling were uh, somewhat friends. And like, you're like, okay, that makes sense now. Like why they actually knew each other and things like that. I like how Roger and Anita kind of got together at the end and, and it sets, it sets up the, the 101 Dalmatians, mm-hmm. like you said, and it's, it's funny to see those. I mean, it's, it's like any remake. I like the back backstories. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, I, I enjoyed it and I was, um, so I, I just watched it like last week because I waited for it to become free on Disney plus, but yeah, it was, it was good. It was good. I did a watch party with my family. That's why <laughs> I watched it. <laughs> All right. Uh, next question is your favorite Disney song or soundtrack? Ooh, this is a tough one. You know what? It's going to be Aladdin. I love uh, the Aladdin soundtrack. It's so good. And you just can't be Robin Williams. Yeah, his his songs are really good. And it's it's frustrating that they're not available like on apple music or spotify it's it's really frustrating um just because those are like the best the best songs on there but um 
but yeah so the the new one's actually pretty good too i i enjoy listening to the new one i love the new one i actually worked at a kids museum that had an imax theater and so i got to see that movie like right when it came out in imax and it was really <laughs> neat that was that's that's what actually i did i did really like aladdin as well that's good that's cool um and your favorite disney character snow white gotta go with snow white <laughs> any particular reason you you liked her so much growing up actually so my sister and i we just for whatever reason always been snow white fans mm-hmm. my mom used to sew like these beautiful costumes for us for like halloween or just you know for whatever occasion and for like five years in a row my sister and i were snow white for halloween but like specifically snow white in rags like at the beginning of the movie <laughs> and then when i was three you know this was kind of setting up that whole i love snow white thing we went to mm-hmm. akershus in epcot this was like 2003 i have actually have a picture of it um and all the princesses came around to our table mm-hmm. and you know snow white came and i was so excited and then you know Belle came jasmine came and ariel came and she was like well you know are you, are you okay? You know, like, <laughs> apparently I was like, I just want to see Snow White again. So Snow White came back to the table. She gave my sisters and I this like big red kiss on the, uh, on the forehead. <laughs> and she was like holding me. And she was like, well, princess, if you guys come to the wishing well at three o'clock, you know, um, there might be a special surprise there waiting for you. So we like went about our day and at three o'clock, we went to the wishing well and Snow White, herself came she picked me up she held me she held my sister's hand and she walked us all around the germany pavilion oh very and cool my sister was uh walking behind me she was like seven at the time she's like <laughs> all the people walking by so it was funny mm-hmm. uh that's that's a good one yeah i'm that's understandable why you yeah. like snow white <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. uh next question your favorite disney resort uh, the cabins at Fort Wilderness were the place that my family's we always stayed at because it was the only place big enough for us. Mm-hmm. And there's something about walking into those cabins and like the smell of like the cedar and mm-hmm. and just being able to to walk around there. It's unlike any other one. So that's very cool. That's that's home. Were you able to? Did you go to the uh, hoopty do review? Oh, you what? know it. Yeah, we had the the wash board and uh-huh. spoons and all that fun stuff Lo- loved that i went i went there <laughs> i went there a couple times during my uh college program uh that, that's fried yeah. chicken on property oh yeah absolutely our final question yes your favorite disney ride cue let's see this is gonna be this is gonna be another easy one and it's gonna be tower <laughs> of terror yeah that it's a good one. I, I would say it's really good when you get into the hotel. Um, yes. It's it's excellent. So much detail. Everything. Well, it's like three different parts of the story, and I'm a, I'm a big Twilight Zone fan, so that definitely okay. adds to it. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Awesome. <laughs> well, Anne-Marie, thank you so much for joining me on this episode today. It's very nice yeah. hearing all your stories. You had a tons of them. Yes. Well, thank you so much for having me. Thank you for indulging me and letting me talk about all my Disney fun. I, oh gosh, I cannot wait to be back. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, we'll have to have you back on once once you're back down there again. That would be fun. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Phil. Absolutely. All right, listeners, thank you for uh, listening thus far, and we will see you on the next episode. Bye, everyone. <laughs> <laughs>